0: If you could get twenty more people into your business each month, how much of a difference would that make to your business? You kind of think, "Oh, yeah, if, if I'm only showing up on search search results ten times a month, but that's still ten people's eyes on your business when they're actually searching for the solution." I think that's the big difference.
1: Hi, I'm Adam Chatterley and this is the Beauty Business Podcast. It's a podcast for people who run a beauty or wellness business. Basically, if you provide treatments or services for your clients, then it's for you. Now, whether you're a skincare expert, a lash technician, a massage therapist, esthetician, permanent makeup artist, waxing specialist, whatever your area of expertise, if you'd like to have more prospects, more leads, and more clients than you can handle, and if you'd like to be making more money whilst having more fun than you think should be legal, well, you're in the right place. So whether you're starting out or you've been in the industry for years, I'm going to be giving you the lowdown on the tools, strategies, techniques, and systems that will help you. Plus, I'll be offering some inspiration and philosophization to ensure you start having more fun. And more importantly, you're making more money in your beauty business as quickly as possible. We're proud to now have over 1 million downloads worldwide and hundreds of five-star ratings and reviews. This is the podcast specifically For independent beauty business owners. So, if you want to check out all the episodes, the guides, the downloads, the links, and the giveaways, or you want to say hello and maybe ask a question, just head to beautybusinesspodcast.com. Okay, so you built your website, you've spent your money, you've endured that painful process of dealing with uh, web designers back and forth, changing things pointing out that you've already told them to do things, or you've taken your time to build the website yourself. Time, you could have been doing something way more fun, like, you know, hang gliding or synchronized swimming or whatever. But now, now what do you do? Because no one's actually visiting your website. So was it all a waste of time? So instead, what do you want? You want all of that hard work and time, and money and energy and effort to bring you new clients or to sell you retail products from your website while you're asleep and that wonderful dream. Or, you know, you just want to stop, you know, having to manually book in your clients and change your client's appointment. You want them to be able to go and find the website easily to make their own changes, to book stuff in, to find out information so that you don't have to do it. Because let's face it, that's why you built the blooming website in the first place. But no one's using it. No one's finding it. No one knows it even exists. So what the hell do you do? Well, the biggest problem I've seen here is that people spend all their time making their website look pretty. You know, they've stayed up late at night, writing the copy for the pages, agonizing over every single word, making sure it's compelling enough, but not too long, interesting enough, but not too uh, chatty, all of these different things. But you have spent pretty much no time making sure that people can find the damn thing in the first place. And not just people, you want to make sure Google can find the thing because whilst you uh, want your clients, your existing clients to be able to find it, as we just talked about a couple of episodes ago in the fact that there are two main audiences for your website, there's brand new clients, you want them to be able to find it so you get new business, but you also want it to be working for your existing clients as well so they can find it as well. So those are the two audiences. You want Google to be able to find it so they can serve it up to new people. And you want people to be able to find it so they can find the information that they need in the first place. Well, today, we're kind of continuing this unofficial series we seem to have found ourselves in on making your website work. And we're going to be diving into the wonderful world of SEO. Now, what the hell is SEO? Well, don't worry, we're going to answer that question in a second, because today I'm joined by a very special guest, um, she's been on her own journey from beauty therapist to website magician now. She was actually a, a previous client of mine, now a good friend of mine. Um, and she's been on this journey from originally working as, like I said, beauty therapist through to now, well, what she's doing today, which I will let her explain what she's actually doing. But what I want to do is unravel this mysterious, misunderstood, overlooked, overcomplicated world of SEO, and finally, help you get your website found. Today, I want to welcome to the show a good friend, ex-client of mine, Jules White. Welcome along to to the podcast.
0: Thank you. It's lovely to be
1: here. It's great to be here. So um, when we first worked together, you were hairstylist, is that right? No,
0: therapist actually.
1: So yeah. I therapist. was beauty and holistic therapist. Yes. Yeah.
0: Should but in a hair and beauty that. salon. So it was, that's like, yeah, it was. See, I knew
1: yeah. there was a connection yeah. somewhere and it wasn't completely yeah. going off piste. So, okay. So that's what we did when we first worked together. So you've been on a bit of a journey since then, really, haven't you? Uh, Absolutely. Changing what you've done. So, um, in fact, take us back. Tell us what made you become a therapist in the first place. And then what made you kind of want to change from doing that and the journey you've gone on since then?
0: So yeah, it's it's um it has definitely been a journey, especially in the last couple of years. It's, it's yeah. been a massive change. Um, in terms of why I wanted to be a therapist, well, I actually wanted to be a makeup artist when I was at school. But then um, I went and did a makeup artistry course and realized that I wasn't good enough at art to be a makeup artist. Right. So nowadays it would probably be very different because you could use Canva or something to do your designs. But back then you had to be able to draw and I couldn't essentially. So okay. I could do the makeup, but I couldn't actually draw. <laughs> so then that naturally, I'd already done beauty and hairdressing qualifications before I did the makeup. Side. So I just thought, well, I, I enjoyed doing the beauty side of it. So I, that was how I sort of started doing that. Um, so when I first came out of college, I worked for myself for a while. So I rented a room um, back in a place. It was around the, the millennium and i re- rented a, a room above a to- i don't know if you remember toning tables that were they were very big back then and it was basically a table you lay yeah, on yeah. and it would it would exercise for you yeah. so it was it wasn't even anywhere
1: where the there ultimate lazy person's gym oh it was
0: terrible <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm not quite sure what happened to them i'm sure they're great for physiotherapy and things but <laughs>
1: right.
0: yeah not so good so and, and essentially i was i was in a, a room below there right but i was too young and too inexperienced as a therapist and there was no Adam there there was no beauty business no, podcast to help me um so I ended up getting a job in a salon and it was actually the best thing I did because I made some amazing friends we're still friends today you know lifelong friends and learned so much from them and just from being around other therapists so that that was good for me um but I've always been involved in the marketing as well so every salon that I've worked at I've always done things to do with marketing And I've always been a geek, so never afraid to break (laughs) tech. I've always loved, like, doing stuff with computers and tech. And in 2007, I built my first website um, for the salon I was working at then. And I always then had a split role. So I was always doing treatments as well as doing marketing. And, you know, when the tech would break, I would be the one that would fix it. (laughs) And around sort of... Yeah, it was was literally literally that, yes, absolutely. For (laughs) anything, really. Um, and then I think it was around um, November 2019 was when I first discovered the podcast and started listening to you and following you but in January 2020 I knew that I had this feeling I knew I wanted something more I knew that I think a lot of women get to my age and feel like that that they want to do something different with their lives they want they want more and I we had we didn't have children so I'd never had a break in my career I'd never had a pause but then Covid hit so I did have a pause and I had a chance to reflect and to to find out all these other amazing things that are going these amazing businesses that were online and I actually at that point then learned to build websites properly using WordPress and yep. um, so I started my business around then but I was still then working I went back to work for a while and then in December 2021 I left my job and I started working for myself full-time yep. at that point I remember that yes yeah and it was helping encouragement from you know numerous people but especially yourself as well it was it was a hard time and it was a big big leap to take you know it was Mm -hmm. it was good but it was hard at the time and one the the big thing is that I've not missed doing treatments so that's that was a good side for for me but it's it's you know it's been a journey definitely um so I thought at that point I was going to be building websites. So I, I yep. left my job thinking that's what I was going to be doing, but it's evolved. And what I realized is that, that I much prefer looking at websites that other people have, have made and working out how to make them work better. So I feel like my whole life has, le- has led me up to telling people what changes they need to make. So telling <laughs> them what they've done wrong is actually in the nicest <laughs> <if> possible way. <laughs> and it's um but i do love doing that and i love the fact that you're a real advocate for you need a website and it's mm-hmm. it needs to be one of the most valuable parts of your business because it is so powerful and so many people don't realize that actually the power of having a good website um so i a couple of months in i realized i was still an admin on the salon's google business profile like google my business mm-hmm. And I had a look at it and I was looking at the stats and it, and it said that they'd had something like 3,000 views that month right. um, on, on their business profile. And it was a bit of a light bulb moment for me because I was like, wow, that's incredible. Just yes, and what so I now realize, great it great is business. a lot, but I now realize that views on in that context doesn't actually mean people's eyes on your website. It means essentially they've shown up on Google 3,000 times, but that's still 3,000 times that they've yep. shown up on Google. So I started helping my clients with their Google business profiles. And it naturally led then led me into how I could help them um, make the websites show up on Google as well. So that's where my passion for SEO started. Okay. But SEO is often very confusing and overwhelming. And what I love to do is break it down and help people with the foundations and just help them to make it a bit, bit more simple. It doesn't need to be so difficult, really.
1: This is why we've got you on the podcast, because... We've sort of had this kind of unofficial kind of web series that I didn't necessarily mean to happen, but it sort of happened. We obviously, we had the last episode, I think we were talking about Google My Business. And really, that was an interesting one for me. I don't know if you've listened to that one, but um, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, I had the idea to do it. And then we went off and researched it. And I was like, actually, there's there's bits about Google My Business that I didn't realize were a, a thing now. So hopefully that was useful to people. But mm, then absolutely. the natural progression from there. And the point, as I made on that, was, on that episode was, so many people I speak to, I always ask, where do your clients come from now? And this is kind of the the surprising thing for me that so many people say, the top two ways are always, it's usually word of mouth, if they've been going for a while or Google. Those are always the top two. It's very rarely social media. Yet, we all put so much time and effort into our social media, which is important. But... The great thing as we found about Google is you can kind of do the work sort of once and then keep getting the benefits from it. So we talked about Google My Business Profile, or sorry, your Google Business Profile, as they now want you to call it. Um, But a big part of showing up on Google in the right ways is obviously your SEO. Now, if anyone's wondering what the hell we're talking about in terms of SEO, what does SEO mean? What does it stand for?
0: So, essentially, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And it means, basically, that the information on your website is set up in a way that it shows up in search results on search engines like Google, Bing, Yahoo. And the reason that we focus on Google is 90% of the searches are on Google. <laughs> yes. So, most people are searching on Google. As we all know, we all search yeah. Google, don't we? So, but, yeah, essentially, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, which means getting seen on Google. Perfect.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Right. So, Now we've got that. So we'll keep talking about SEO, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about where you appear in the Google ranking, because let's face it, nobody in the history of the world has gone, ah, bing it, (laughs) whereas everyone says Google it. So sorry, Microsoft, you didn't quite make it on that one. Um, (laughs) So that's what SEO is. Now, the great thing about this conversation, as I said to you when we had a chat the other day, is I am, I know how important SEO is, but I'm, a little bit of a small business SEO skeptic, slightly, in terms of, I think, all the stuff that if you ever Google, <laughs> if you ever Google SEO, or if you ever look on YouTube for SEO tutorials, it always seems to be talking about, you know, the, the big agency size of SEO. You know, you're a big company, you've probably got hundreds of products to sell. You know, it always seems to be talking about it from that point of view. So I think that'd go into my brain and I'd be like so how, you know how important actually is SEO these days for smaller businesses. So I mean I can guess what your take is on this but what is your take on that how important is it for small businesses particularly beauty businesses these days?
0: I think it's I think it's really important and especially for lo- small local businesses it's it doesn't have to be so difficult whereas Mm -hmm. if you were a a, a small business and you're trying to compete globally with the likes of amazon or you know those big places then yeah it can be really difficult but for small businesses and especially if you're in a in a small area where you've got people around you and they're searching for your services they're searching for your solutions to their problems Mm -hmm. then it's incredibly important and the good thing is that as you say when when people are actually searching for what you're looking for then you will show up and and with 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 um social media and with if you're using google ads then as soon as you stop doing those things then you're going to stop showing up in searches so um yeah but i think it's incredibly important for small businesses as well and because it doesn't have to be so difficult that's the the big thing is that there's small changes that you can make and yes there are advanced seo strategies that you can go into but i don't tend to do that with my clients because we the majority of people aren't doing the basics anyway and especially at that small level of small local businesses the majority of small local businesses as you said with like the google business profile most people aren't doing a lot with their profile anyway and most people aren't doing a lot with the seo on their website so if you're that one person that is and then you're the person that's showing up as the solution to the the problems that your clients are searching for, then it is really relevant. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a monster that you tackle. You just can make small tweaks to your website and it makes a massive difference.
1: That's what I want to take. And that is so true because, like you say, the chances are most people in the area aren't doing very much. So it's not this kind of big task. Because Again, I think that's the thing when you look at any kind of tutorials because they're talking about these these much higher level seo stuff they make it sound like it's this incredibly you know black magic kind of thing to get to the top of the search ran- rankings but yeah if you're actually looking at your competition in your area and no one's doing anything the stuff you have to do is probably not very much to appear at the top of those of those rankings yeah, of those absolutely searches. yeah we did talk about gm uh, gmb google my business last week so is that a form of seo
0: um it's really yeah because those results will show up in on Google search so if somebody types something into Google they're searching for a service on Google and you you have your Google my business or your Google business profile set up with those what we call keywords are the words that people type into Google yeah. if you've got those scattered throughout your business profile then yes having you as the the um the pin on the map is great but Actually, that will then you're more likely to show up in a wider area if you're if the person who's searching in the next village along or the next town along is searching for the service that you talk about on your Google business profile then you're more likely to show up on that map as well so whereas maybe somebody in that particular town where they are hasn't optimized their profile they might not show up you might show up higher in the search results with that so yeah google business profile is a is a form of search engine optimization definitely and the same with your social media even as well now social um now social um media is more searchable by google it means that then that can show up on on Google search results as well. So your posts from Facebook and your and your Facebook profiles can show up on, and not just Facebook obviously, but you can actually show up on Google as well. So,
1: and this is the this is the important thing. I think going back a couple of episodes where I talk about your website being the hub of your your online experience. You know, you've got all these other ones, and it's great that your social media is searchable and everything. But ultimately, you want those leading people back to your website so you can control that. Uh, that narrative, that experience that they have. So yeah. we'll get into some um, some specific questions about SEO in a moment. But just want to pick up on something that you said there a second ago. You realised you had access to the analytics, the data about the website that your salon had. Um, yeah. Now. I'd say most people don't look at their own stats on their website or don't know how to find those. So how important is it to check things like that about your website and where the hell do you find that information?
0: So there's a couple of free tools it is important to check it definitely and it's, it does depend on what platform you're building your website on so some website platforms will have and most nowadays will have some kind of analytics built into them but yeah. generally they're not very reliable and they're not necessarily telling you unless you can link it to your stats that you can get in google to talk about that in a second but unless you can link it to that they're not necessarily that reliable and often they are very unreliable so um what you can do is you can there's two platforms so you can use Google Search Console so these are both free tools from google google search console is essentially how google sees your website so it will tell you information about okay. whether google can actually read your website it will tell you also information about how people are what, what people are typing into the search engines that lead them to your website and Ooh. tell you whether they actually clicked through to your website at that point which is really valuable to know yeah definitely. and the- yeah, it's, it's a really... So if you're thinking about search engine optimization, then out of that and Google Analytics, that's probably the first one to to get sort of installed and get sorted out on your website. And then Google Analytics is the other big one. And the, the it's something, again, it's another thing that's blown up to be ma- made to be very, very difficult, but they've actually improved the, the platform so much. And we've now got the new version, we've got Google Analytics 4, which is a lot of people who've used the old version don't like the new version, <laughs> but people who've not used the two Actually, the new version is easier to set up and it's easier to understand. And it's got um, AI analytics, so it's got analytics intelligence, and that's basically the search bar at the top. You can use natural language, so you can type a question in like, how many website visitors did I get last week? What was my most valuable, you know, what was my most popular page on my website last week? How many new users have I had? All these different questions. And it also prompts you with questions because you might think, well, actually, I, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know what exactly. is a good stat to look at. But it has a list of those kind of things, the, like the most searched terms as well. So it's very easy to use and very easy to understand. And if you get the mobile app, especially, it's it's really sort of user friendly. And you can just sit there when you're killing time, waiting for the kids to come out of school or something and actually just have a quick look at your website stats. I mean, that's but what
1: it essentially would. Sorry, got
0: what it, it. What it essentially will do is allow you to um, know what pages on your website people are are actually enjoying the content, are spending time there, whether your most important pages are actually getting any visitors. Right. So, got it.
1: Yeah. Cool. And that's important because I definitely having having used Google Analytics myself on a various different websites, it got to the point where it's kind of information overload. There was so much information in there. You're like, I don't. A, I don't know what this is now telling me because it's so detailed and B, I don't really know what to do with it even if I understood what the hell it was telling me. So I think I used to use Google Analytics a lot more than kind of, yeah, fell off from using it because I was like, I don't actually know there's lots of data. What do I do to, with that you know. information? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the hell do I do with this information? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you, it's good because you can dive in with, okay, these are the pages where people are coming into my website. They're going onto that yeah. page and then they're bouncing off. And then you know, actually, okay, that's the page that I need, or that maybe I need to look at. Or it may be that that's a page where you would expect people to to then disappear off you. If it's something where it's like a thank you page for your freebie download or something, then you would expect people to go off of your yeah. website there. But it's good to know. And also, if you've got things like blog posts, if you're creating content for, you know, that, that's more, more going to be more searchable for people, knowing whether people are actually spending time there, because you could spend months trying to optimise a page on your website, and then work out that nobody is even finding it on Google. It's not showing up or people are going to it and then they're immediately going away. So something is repelling them from that page, really.
1: So, so this, this this, is all useful information. And ultimately, they're putting this in context, this is about converting people from finding you first arriving on your website to becoming a client or people who are clients actually finding your website useful. And I think this is, this is what I was talking about in the episode a couple of weeks ago you know, your website for me has two clear purposes, it's either for people who you want to become clients who aren't yet or for clients who already are clients to either give them the information they need, create that community, serve them up with promotions or services and things like that. So so this is very much playing towards, well, both really, because it's, it's if people, are, how are people finding your website? Are people finding your website? Which pages are they looking at? Those are the ones you need to focus on. And then for people who are coming back to your website are they able to find the stuff that they need? So this is kind of that next level of what we were talking about before, and, and really kind of tweaking and optimizing not only what's on your website, but but I guess the big thing is uh, how are people finding you? What are they typing in? And and are you appearing for the things you want to appear for?
0: Yeah. And it, I think they're always with my clients. The first thing I say to them is, let's make sure people who know about you can find you, because that can even that is not a given that actually your website is even. So the way that Google works is it goes, its little robots go out and crawl your website, and yeah. if the information is not in the right places, then Google can't understand what your website is about. So if, if you haven't got that information there and people who know about you, have met you or somebody's, their friend in the pub has recommended you, but they can't quite remember what you were called. They remember it was something about looking younger or then yep. if they can search for you locally and find you, then that's the that's the first step, I think, yep. really, making sure that people who know about you can find you and that you're showing yeah. up for those kind of things. Yeah,
1: And that actually brings me around to what I was going to ask next, which is sort of like, what are the... So you now spend a lot of time going and looking at people's websites to, to figure out what needs improving, changing, those kind of things. So if it's not giving away trade secrets or anything, what would you say are like the the top two or three are the mistakes or things that you see people doing or doing wrong the most often?
0: So I think the, the biggest one I would say is actually something to do before you start thinking about your SEO. And that's getting really, okay. really clear on your offer. Um, So knowing exactly what it is you sell, and what's special about that. So what's unique about the way you sell it and who you're trying to attract as well. Because if you don't know that, it's really hard to then work out what these search terms, what are the keywords people are gonna be typing into Google to try and find you. So I would definitely say that would be the biggest thing is not being specific enough and not niching enough as well, maybe. So just trying to throw that net out to everybody, you're gonna really struggle on Google to actually attract the right people. And I know you, again, you're big about that. I was gonna say, this sounds familiar. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you're passionate about that. So that it, and it's it's such a it's such an important part of it, really. So that would definitely be number one. Um, okay. What else as well? So so simple things like making sure that the, the the URL, so the bit that actually shows up on the top part of Google, where we type in the the, the name of the page, make yeah. sure that what they're searching for. So your keywords, I'm going to start calling them keywords. So your keywords yeah. are in that part of the um, the page and then there's a few other pages so making sure that your headings making sure that you actually are mentioning what you what you want people to that page to show up for you are actually mentioning it throughout the page yeah. and that you have at least one image that is named that and also you use the alt text so, so we've all probably seen on our websites there's a box now that says alt text which is all about accessibility so it's helping people if they're using screen readers for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, so for people who are visually impaired or other reasons why people use screen readers, that Google can actually now read that information as well. So that's why it's really important to use that alt t- text and to put the information in there with the keywords of, of what people are actually searching for. So part of that is making sure the images you're using on your website are relevant to what you're talking about. So if you're talking about facials, don't have a picture of a body massage in, next to that bit because it, it's it's then naturally that's, that's when when a, a user is looking at your website, they will see that, and it's there's just that little bit of disconnect there. But it's also the same for Google as well; they can't understand that. So, so yeah, those are probably the two main things: is actually just using it throughout your copy on your website and making sure that you understand what you're trying to try and people, people are trying to search for you for really.
1: It's such a overlooked thing, the images thing, because I think we, we've all been guilty. But we've all got stock images from some website that we've purchased or something like that. And we just upload them with whatever name they had in the first place, which is probably like zero, one, two, three, nine, two eight, B, and just simple things like changing the file name to yeah whatever you want it to be it's yeah. such an easy thing yeah. to do yeah. okay so that's, and that's somewhat
0: some platforms will change that though that's the only thing but it, i think if you're doing it as best practices if you do what you can then you can only control the bits that you can as well and that's the other thing if you are using something like Kartra, kajabi or shopify if you're using something where you don't have complete control over your website as you do with a platform like wordpress then just do the bits you can, and don't worry mm-hmm. about the fact that you can't do other stuff, because I think that can trip people up as well. That you yeah. kind of think, well, if I can't do any, if I can't do it properly. I'm not going to do anything. And yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. There is a law of diminishing returns, isn't there? There's like you can do these big things that are going to make a big difference, and you could probably spend. Yes, I'm sure you can find an agency that was always be able to tweak a tiny little bit, but every single tiny bit after that is going to have a smaller and a smaller and smaller and smaller effect. So if you are Amazon, great, because you want you know an extra. An extra hundred visits a month can translate into a huge amounts of money, but you just want to make sure that the people, like you say, the people who should find you very easily can find you very easily. So absolutely, that's great. Yeah. Any other things to say about
0: about the, about the, the small visitors per per month? I think we can sort of overlook that as well, actually, of the. The benefit of getting, if you could get 20 more people into your business each month, how much of a difference would that make to your business? You kind of think, oh yeah, if if I'm only showing up on search search results 10 times a month, but that's still 10 people's eyes on your business when they're actually searching for the solution. I think that's the big difference as well. We're not trying to interrupt people's scrolls when they're actually thinking about the fact that they've got to go and cook dinner and all the other Mm -hmm. things that they should be doing. And all the other videos that are, are a lot more appealing necessarily, you know, than our website would necessarily be to them. But people are actually looking for that at that time. And they're looking yeah. to make a purchase. They're looking for your solution to their problems.
1: This is the thing we've got conditioned by all these big numbers that we see on on everything, every platform. You know, if you've not got 10,000 followers on Instagram, yeah, you may as well just give up. But yeah, this is, A, that's not true because 10,000 people based all around the world are never going to become clients. So who cares? I'd rather have 200 people on my Instagram who actually want to buy from me than, than not. Um, but yeah, like you say, your website, this is a deliberate thing. This is not a platform they're on anyway. This is something they've had to specifically come for and find. So it's very easy to dismiss these numbers as just numbers. But like you say, these are real people, real eyeballs that for some reason put in something that's linked to whatever your website does. So absolutely could be a client. So we we should remember these things.
0: Yeah. Especially if you've got if you are selling retail as well, and so you're able to make money while you sleep, then that's got to be the goal for everybody, really, oh, hasn't it? it? So just, if you've got something yeah. where people can check out while and that they can find your website, your solution, check out, and it's done before you wake up, then amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. there is, there is nothing quite like that. Doesn't happen all the time to me. Happened this morning actually. Thank you, Jade, uh, for for that. Spending money overnight, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> okay, anything else that you see as a really kind of common. Uh, mistake or something that you find uh, repeating yourself to tell people to to change over and over?
0: Um, I mean, it it probably is more of a technical thing of actually making sure that your website is not tremendously slow to load and that it actually works. And I know you talked about this of, of actually the essential things that people want to know when they land on your website. So for me, I tend to say, you know, they want to know within a very short amount of time, what you do, how it's going to make their life better and how they can get it. So if you can get those things on there, then that's going to make a massive difference once they actually land on your website as well, really. Perfect. But and- misconceptions around SEO is that the biggest one is that it has to be difficult and that it is very difficult and it takes forever. And, and yes, it does take time to build it up. But what you're doing is building a sustainable marketing strategy that's going to help your business not just now but also in the future as well whereas when you're posting on social media once that post is gone and you put it out there (laughs) it doesn't last long (laughs) so you can be ranking for stuff on your website years after you post it which is incredible
1: 100 and and there's two things there so you mentioned google analytics um which i'm gonna have to go and check out google analytics for now because i'm keen to see this but um you know if even if all you do on there and i do remember this Even if all you do on there is you look at the two, three most popular pages on your website that people actually visit, you know, those are the pages then to go back and look at and go, well, am I making the most of those pages? If people are coming to these anyway, am I showcasing my best bits on here? Am I making sure that at the end of that page, there's a clear thing, way for them to take action? Because if people are looking at those pages anyway, those are the ones that that it's worth you putting that time and effort into.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And making sure as well that you are updating your Google business profile regularly
1: with this, with the information
0: that I think you said about picking your best post on social media and putting that on your Google business profile. And then even if you haven't got something where you can link to your website with your social media, if you do the same thing on your social media, the best post goes on your website as well, then Fantastic. It, it it's also then showing Google you are keeping everything up to date that your business is still up to date, um, and and using the frequently asked questions as well. I know you mentioned that on, on your website, but you can do that on Google Business Profile as yeah. well. You can actually use the FAQs on there.
1: It is. It genuinely is about giving Google what Google wants really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because... And
0: Google just wants to deliver the right information. Yeah. That's their, you know, that's their goal. They want people to get the get what they're looking for. So the other thing you can do is go onto Google and search for what you think your um what you what you think your clients would be looking for and see what kind of pages Google is serving up to them. And that's yeah. that can sometimes tell you whether actually if it's all blog posts, it's not salons that are showing up there. You maybe need to tweak things a little bit and 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 sort of consider a different way of
1: marketing really. Love that. Yeah, no, really, really good advice. Now, if someone were looking to, if we pique people's interest here, Jules, and they were looking to kind of make some sort of change to their SEO or check it out, what are are three simple steps that they could take?
0: So I think probably the the first one would be to install Google Search Console and Google Analytics. The sooner you do that, the better, because the inf- even if you're thinking I'm not going to do anything with my website right now, the information and the data can be gathering in the background. So when you come to make some changes, you understand what's happening with your website. So I would definitely say to do that and start with Google Search Console first because that helps you understand what Google's seeing. Um, number two is to As I I think I just mentioned this earlier about searching for the terms that you think people would be looking for and see what's coming up, see what your competitors are doing. And if you can see and spot any tweaks that you you think, oh, they mention facials a lot on their page and you're not, then you can make those kind of tweaks. And also have a look at Google Trends, which is an interesting, It's again, another free free website from Google. Um, It's Google Trends. If you just Google that, you'll, you'll see that come up. But essentially, it will tell you, tell you you can type some search terms in and it will tell you the stats for how many people are searching for it. And that's quite okay. an interesting one. When I looked at that with a client and we looked at wellness versus well-being, because we had a conversation about how, what she should use in her business. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting because if you look globally, there are about 50 percent more. So the, the split was um, there's 50 percent more people searching for wellness than well-being. Okay. But if you look at the UK and Australia, wellness and well-being is about a 50-50 split. So it's quite interesting to look at those kind of things. And it might just give you some idea of like, if you're looking at aromatherapy versus essential oils, it will tell mm-hmm. you what whether people are searching for one versus the other. And those
1: kind Okay, of things, really. that's really cool. All right. As you said, you now do this for other people. You actually help people with their websites. And one thing I love about that is it's not always, I think often when you go to, someone who designs websites saying, I've got a problem with my website. Generally, the advice is going to be, well, you need a new website. And the thing I love about what you do now is that may be true, but not necessarily true. It can be just some tweaks to your existing website. So you're suddenly not having to do everything that you need to do. So what's the best way for, for example, someone to find out more about you, work with you, see how you can help them with their website?
0: So I would say to with that, that I would, it would be a very rare occasion. I would say that to somebody you need a new website because really? it's I, gotta be pretty bad. Yeah, as in as in starting from scratch, unless you're changing your business, I would never be saying to people start from scratch completely because there's always something, there's always something to start from. And starting from a blank page is really difficult. Whereas at least awesome. if you've got something there, we can work with that. And also what you could also do there is you could end up changing a page. And if you don't know about your analytics and what pages are popular in Google, you could end up changing a page that's got a link from <laughs> yeah. from an article somewhere that you don't even know about. Somebody's linked to your photo and you don't even realize. And you could en- then end up losing all your SEO power and all your SEO juice from something that you, you're not even aware of. So I would definitely say there's always make tweaks rather than um, throwing everything away and starting again, really. And also then it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. And my advice is always that build a website on something where you're not going to be scared of it. I don't want my clients to be scared of their websites because it's going to be much better to be able to go in and make changes and update your website than having a really pretty website that's very technical and, you know, is is the fastest website ever, but actually you're scared of using it. So you don't, you don't go and look at it. You don't, you don't, you're not proud of it. It's not, it's not part of your business then as well. So, so in terms of how people can work with me, so I I um, offer one-to-one services. So I work with people on essentially one-to-one, making their SEO better. So helping them to make improvements. Usually it is putting the foundations in place. I tend to work more with people who, who haven't done a lot or they've got the very basics in place and just working out how we can optimize their website. And I also have a DIY SEO membership. So, okay. for those who aren't ready for one-to-one work or want to know, understand, and know how to do the do it themselves, it's a platform where it essentially sells you, tells you step by step each month what changes to make, and you link it up to your own website, so it's specific to your website, and it tells you what changes to make to to get higher on Google and and changes that you can make to your content as well as. Little nice. technical bits that you can tweak. Yeah, it's it's great, actually. It's, it's lovely just for people to have that knowledge and to be empowered to do it themselves. And regardless of whether they are actually doing it themselves or they're paying a VA or somebody to do it, it just helps them have the right strategy so they understand what they're doing, really.
1: Love it. Amazing. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Jules. That has been really, really interesting. We will put, because we mentioned a whole bunch of stuff there, we'll put all the links to everything you've mentioned there in the show notes and on the podcast description page as well. So you can go and check those out. Um, I'll put uh, links to Jules's download and uh, contact information in there as well, because I imagine it will be music to a lot of people's ears that they don't have to change their website. They just need to make some tweaks. So I'm sure absolutely, yeah, I'm sure absolutely. if they're absolutely. interested in that, they'll get in touch. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Thank you again for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Anything else that you'd like to leave us with before we uh, say goodbye for today?
0: So I think my big thing would just be to not not be scared of it. So this is all about just making your website work better for your business. And if you're at a point where you are overwhelmed with social media and you, or, or even if you're not, even if you just think, well, I would just like, I would like to connect with people who are actually looking for my services, then SEO is the way to go. And it doesn't have to be difficult.
1: Love it. Thank you so much. I will speak to you again soon, Jules. Bye for now. Thanks a lot. Bye. So- Thank you so much to Jules there. Uh, Brilliant to catch up with her. Brilliant to find out all the information that she's brought to us today. And I hope she's kind of piqued your interest just a little bit to find out more. So key things I want you to remember here is you probably don't need a whole new website. If your website isn't performing for you at the moment, and that can mean a whole number of things, that can mean it's not bringing new clients, people aren't finding it, no one's actually arriving on the website, you've got some sort of stats and they're just showing that no one's actually going there. You probably don't need a whole new website, despite what all those web design companies that you've spoken to have told you. Funny that. What you really need to do is you just need to make sure that your SEO, your search engine optimization is on point. Now, Interesting story here. After I initially spoke to Jules um, about this episode, I actually went back and looked at my own website. And my own website was designed for me by a designer, as you know, Shelly, been on the show, great friend of mine. And obviously at the time it was built, it was we SEO'd it up, we'd got the right keywords in there and all those kind of things. But even though it's a what I class that to be as a new website, it's actually nearly three years old now. And in those three years, I've actually refined even further down the people that I work with. And what that's meant is that over the last three years, whilst the SEO that we did for my website was on point three years ago, and it's still very relevant to what I do, there is some work that I need to do on my own website to now make sure that the current keywords that are optimized in the website are even more relevant to the people that I'm working with now. So I think SEO is one of those things where it's whilst it's easy in some ways in terms of you can go in and do things once, there's a little bit of just checking and tweaking as you go. And I'll tell you what, one of the best resources that I found for this to make sure I checked everything was one of Jules's free guides. Now, Jules has been incredibly, incredibly generous here because she has given us a whole raft of tools and guides and information and things that she's created to help her clients over the years. And honestly, we had to nearly, we nearly had to create a whole page just to list all these uh, links out. But we thought we'd keep it simple and we'd put them all in the show notes pages. So if you want to get your hands on this amazing list of resources that Jules has put together for us, um, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash SEO no full stops, no anything else, just beautybusinesspodcast.com, obviously that dot there, beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash SEO. And you'll be able to see all of the links that we mentioned in the show today, all of the tools and the resources and the websites that we mentioned in the show today. But most specifically, you can get your hands on Jules's Getting Started with SEO guide, which is packed full of advice and tips and a checklist and things and all like that to check your website. But she has made it available for free to people listening to this episode of the podcast. So once again, just to make sure you know where you're going, beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash SEO. We've put that right at the top of the list so you can get your hands on it straight away. Okay, that is all from me for this week. I hope you found that useful. If you have found it useful, I would really, really appreciate it if you popped over to the ratings or review section of whatever podcast app it is you're listening on. If you're on the Apple's iTunes podcast, Thing, whatever we're calling it these days, just pop over, leave me a quick rating. It's like one click, however many stars you feel this episode is worth. And if you've got an extra minute, I'd really love it if you went and left me a review and told me what you think of the show and any ideas that you've got for new episodes coming up in the future. That'd be amazing. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm going to see you in the next one. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released and if you'd like even more help starting growing or scaling up your beauty business then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help and there are a number of resources right there to entertain enlighten and assist you in your business journey no matter what stage you're at